2: Because this isn't just any vacation, this is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
3: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?
4: In line at the deli, I guess? ha! Uh-huh, in my dentist's office.
3: as you talking about the bridge and seaport even from the seats in the upper decks you can
5: see the seashore tailgate function with the cornea side just walk from the tribal building for the padres i'm on mine yeah because for the 619 we'll knock you down anything for the brown put it on the town started back rocking the brown ever since we've been knocking them down baby says she want to go to the game to the game taught her how to say padre game
3: All right, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 258 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. I'm your host, Ben Fadden. Padres season is over. Um, What a run. What a... It was a magical season. I want to start out with that. I mean, ups and downs and, you know, beating the Dodgers, beating the Mets, two 100-plus win teams, and being very competitive with the Phillies in every game of this series, that is a successful season. Uh, Just props to everyone on this team that contributed to the Padres' success this year. Uh, Bob Melvin, the coaching staff, A.J. Preller, they did an amazing job this year. Now, there are some things that we can discuss with Bob Melvin about today, and yesterday, obviously, I was critical of Bob Melvin sticking with Shamaniah there in that fifth inning and instead of going to Luis Garcia, right? You can criticize Bob Melvin like that. You can criticize the front office uh if you want to. There's places to criticize, but I did just want to start off before talking about the game that this is a season I'm never gonna forget this is this was my first ever playoff experience. My first time to ever go to a playoff game at Petco Park. This was my first NLCS where the Potters were playing in it in my lifetime. And I'm forever going to remember that. I'm forever going to be grateful for that. Um, so I think right off the bat, this was a successful season. I'm sure I'll... You know, have another episode out tomorrow or later this week, going in depth why it was a successful season. But I did want to just point that out right out of the gate here, because I know there's frustration. Um, you know, for me, when that Bryce Harper home run happened there off of Robert Suarez, for me it was silence. Uh, I I didn't know what to think. It's kind of like I wasn't thinking. I wasn't. Moving, just hands over my head, just kind of stunned, just sitting there. Um, you know, that Robert Suarez matchup, people can criticize Bob Melvin and say, Josh Hader should have been in that game left on left. How can you do that? The save was in the eighth inning, not the ninth inning. Hader should have been pitching there. But... I guess those people forgot that Robert Suarez got Bryce Harper to ground into a double play at Peco Park earlier in this series. I guess people forgot that Josh Hader is the Padres' ninth inning guy. I guess people forgot that Robert Suarez got out of that jam, two jams, in that Dodgers series. I guess people forgot that Robert Suarez just hasn't allowed runs since like August, right? Like, he is a huge reason why the Padres are here right now. And, like I said, earlier in the series, he got Bryce out. And he was ahead of Bryce Harper in the count. But, like Bryce Harper told Ken Rosenthal in the dugout after he hit that home run, he knew what was coming. He knew that fastballs were coming there after Suarez missed on that changeup. It was down outside the zone. He knew what was coming. And I think that was the right pitch to throw. Like, earlier in this outing, or earlier in the game, you Darvish was only throwing breaking balls. Pretty much, because he wasn't confident in the fastball. Okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah, keep throwing that. You know? Um, With Suarez, I was fine with the fastball. He just did not hit his spot. That's what it came down to. Um, Let me, in fact, let me go... Watch that play again because, or watch the pitch. Look, you're gonna go. You're you're gonna throw fastball up. That's just what he tried to do. I think. Well, okay. So I'm looking at it now. Nola wanted fastball away. He actually may have hit his spot. To be honest. Harper just got fully extended and hit it oppo. I mean, that's what happened. Like, sometimes you do have to tip your cap to the other team. Sometimes you have to tip your cap to Bryce Harper. There's no other guy that I would rather have beat the Padres. For anyone who knows me growing up, like, I'm a huge Bryce Harper fan. Um, Yeah, it sucks. Uh, But... This guy's an amazing freaking talent. One of the best hitters I've ever seen. So, it's not the end of the world that Bryce beat you there. And look, Suarez, I mean, he made it. It's not like that fastball was right down the middle of the plate. It was on the outside part of the plate. It's not like it was up either. Like the game one home run that Darvish allowed to Harper. No, his fastball outside outside part of the plate, and he took it out. Sometimes it's just great piece of hitting. That was a great piece of hitting by Bryce. It's heartbreaking. Um, I'm going to remember this series as Bryce Harper going off, Reese Hoskins going off, and I'm going to remember it as, man. What if? That's what, I, that's what I'm going to remember this as. What if Shamaniah wasn't in that game in the fifth inning? What if they could have held the 4-0 lead? What if they could have held the 6-4 lead in yesterday's game? What if they could have held the lead today when they got it back on the wild pitches? The Phillies gave them that third run. What if? You know, like this, this Padres team, Was super freaking talented, man. Super talented. They had the pitching. And I'm not even, I'm not pissed off at Robert Suarez for giving up a bomb to Harper. Like, Harper's an amazing hitter. Suarez has pitched his butt off for the last like two months. We would not be here in this position without Robert Suarez. And you could say the same thing about Josh Hader, too. I know. But extending him for six outs, that would be a big ask. Um, I think it was, you know, maybe one thing you could be mad at was Ramuto, who got on in front of Bryce, hanging the changeup there instead of going fastball to Ramuto, slowing down or speeding up Romuto's bat. And then I believe he singled off Suarez there before Harper homered. You can get mad at that because that extra run was a big difference, right? If that changeup isn't thrown, maybe you retire Rio Muto, and that ends up being a solo home run, right? One out, solo home run, tie game, who knows what happens then. I'm not mad at Suarez for giving up that home run to Bryce. I'm not mad at Bob Melvin for having Robert Suarez in the game to face Bryce, to be honest. It's so, so easy to sit here after it doesn't work to say, oh, haters should be in this game. I'm looking at, I'm trying to look at it from the perspective of Bob Melvin and Ruben Niebla and saying, hmm, Suarez got Bryce last time on a ground ball double play in that eighth inning of game, what was it, two? To even up the series, the last game at Petco. He can do that again. I forget if there was a runner on, I think there, yeah, there was a runner on first. He can do that again. But Harper, Harper got that pitch. It wasn't down. He got it. It wasn't up either, though. He got it. His arms extended. He had a good at bat against Suarez, and he got that pitch and took it out. You got to tip your cap to Bryce on that. I think. Uh, I'm more. I'm more mad with like the coaching staff, like Bob Melvin, for yesterday's loss than today's loss. I think Zach Wheeler pitched. Amazing today. Um, Soto had that home run off of him, but he pitched great today. And right when they got Zach Wheeler out of the game, I was like, "All right, here we go, going to Game Six. Like this is their chance. We got it. We're winning this game, and we're going to Game Six tomorrow at Petco." But didn't happen. They came back. I mean, props to the Padres, Phillies fans. You know, they were whining about the weather when uh, they were losing, you know, when, uh, was it, Dominguez came in, didn't have it with the wild pitches, and and like, oh, Padres weren't earning that lead. No, they earned it. They earned it. Crony was the one that got the hit off of um, Wheeler to take Wheeler out of the game, and then... Okay, there was the wild pitch to get Crony to second, but Josh Bell came up with the hit with the double down the line, right-field line, to bring Crony in, right, to tie the game. Then Dominguez, yeah, I mean, Zocar pinch ran, and then he got to third on a wild pitch, scored on a wild pitch, but they did earn that. Like, they earned that game-tying run. They earned getting that run into scoring position. And the Padres, they, they got the job done. They gave Suarez the lead and unfortunately couldn't hold it. It's not like Bob Melvin um, didn't pitch his best guy. You know, like, well, I guess you could say that. He, you could say that. If there are fans out there that are pissed off with Bob Melvin not having Josh Hader in this game, I can definitely understand that. It's, it is a bad look for Josh Hader not to pitch once in Philadelphia. Totally understand, bad look. But you do understand why, right? He's a closer. He's going to pitch probably in the ninth inning. Yesterday, didn't have the opportunity to. And today, they were going to go to Hader. According to Bob Melvin, they were trying to give Hader a four-out save. And so, if it got to that point, Hater was warming up when I believe Harper gave up the home run. Hater was coming in the game in that eighth inning. It seems like that's a quote that I saw from, I think, Marty Caswell put that out. So, and I know some people might say, well, okay, Ben, if Bomel's saying he, he was willing to go to Hater in the eighth, and start the eighth with him or have him go face Harper. I understand. I understand that point of view. But again, Suarez got Bryce out earlier in the series on a ground ball double play. You think a ground ball double play would have been huge there? Yeah, it would have. It would have been two outs with the bases empty and the Padres have a lead still, 3-2. Didn't get it done. Sometimes you got to tip your cap to a Hall of Fame hitter in Bryce Harper. That's what I'm doing in this situation. Um, Sure, what if it... Been different if Hader was pitching in that situation? Yeah. But again, it's easy. It is super freaking easy to sit here and say Hader should have been in that game to face Bryce because it didn't work out. Right. But put yourself in Bob Melvin's shoes. Put yourself actually in that chair and say, and put yourself in the dugout there and be like, would I go Suarez here? Or am I going to go to Hater and have and ask for him to go six outs? Because if he struggles, who are you bringing in after that? You're going to go Pierce Johnson. Like you want Suarez and Hater there for the rest of the game, at least the rest of the nine innings. Uh, asking Hater to go six outs and taking the ball out of arguably your best reliever's hands. I mean Suarez. Look, he's arguably the Padres' best reliever, even over Hater. I know Hater's been really, really good but Suarez is the one that has gotten out of every freaking jam imaginable. He's the one that won game two of the NLDS against the Dodgers. Is he not? He's the one that we wanted murals to be put up of him in San Diego, right? I think you just trust your guy, and it didn't work out. It sucks. It didn't work out, but... It is what it is. You know, they use I'm I'm glad that they used Suarez. They had confidence in Suarez in that situation. It's not like yesterday where they were using Sean Manaya, and instead, you know, used Sean Manaya, and uh you know didn't have Garcia start that fifth inning. They used one of their best players and the other guy's best player won. That that's just what happened. Um Darvish today. Thought he pitched really, really well. Um, the Fox broadcast made it seem like he was pitching like crap. Uh, they were, like, criticizing his fastball, and he's like, John Smoltz was like, well, he's if if he wants to get through, like, the fifth inning, he's going to have to get that fastball working again. No, not really, John. He, he has a lot of different pitches other than just the fastball. The fastball wasn't working today for Darvish, but guess what? The breaking pitches were and he gave the Padres a real chance to win this game. 74 pitches through five innings, 85 pitches through six. Look, the two runs that he allowed, it was unfortunate. I think he's mad that he walked Schwarber and then to allow Schwarber to steal second. Like you, he gave you an extra chance to get him out there. Nola just doesn't throw out a lot of runners and Darvish doesn't hold runners on. Well, I mean, it's, If they go off of him, it's usually a stolen base just because he's kind of slow to the plate. Uh, And that was unfortunate. It didn't matter where Schwarber was on the bases because it was a home run by Hoskins. Again, tip your cap to to Hoskins too. He had a hell of a series. Um, He's probably like a villain in San Diego now, I would think. That guy smashed us. Um, But it was Schwarber. You know, walking the the free pass, giving up the extra run, and the Phillies end up winning by one run, right? That's probably what Darvish is mad at. I'll get to the player quotes and all that. I'm waiting for all of those to file in. I'm going to get to your chat. Don't know how long I'm going to be here, but this is definitely a therapy session. Padres season is over. Uh, I appreciate everyone for tuning in here, whether it's live or on replay on YouTube or via the podcast. Um... I thought it was huge. You know, the, the Phillies still had the lead in that sixth inning when Wheeler was able to get far out. He popped out to third in foul territory to Bohm. and then he struck out Manny looking, struck out Soto looking. Not in that order. It was Soto, then Manny. I thought that was huge for Wheeler, and I thought that would that would have been huge. I thought that was going to be huge, and the Phillies, we might have been looking back at that, and the Phillies win, you know, 2-1, to one, like the score was because Wheeler was able to get out of that six because then you have you know the middle, bottom of the order coming up in the seventh, get out of that. Padre scored there in the seventh inning. I didn't know that was going to happen. I thought, I was surprised. They only let Wheeler go 87 pitches. I know in the last start, they said that Wheeler was a little tired, getting a little tired uh, near the end of that start. But the ace on the mound, he just got through the top three guys in the order. I thought they would let him continue to go. Especially with the weather, you know, because Darvish and Wheeler, it looked like they were getting comfortable with the weather. They were pitching multiple innings in the bad weather, in the rain. Um, They were used to it. And so, obviously, the Phillies took a risk by taking Wheeler out at 87 pitches and then putting in Sir Anthony Dominguez there. They didn't go to Alvarado. They went to Dominguez first. It would be like the Padres going to Hader first instead of Suarez. They go to Dominguez, and guess who's not comfortable on the mound? Dominguez, and he gives up the double to Bell. Crony scores, or wild pitch first. Crony gets the second, the double to Bell, and then uh, wild pitch, wild pitch. Padres have the lead. Um, that I, I was like, I was surprised by that from Dominguez. I mean, I was surprised one, like I said, with Wheeler going 87 pitches, and then I was surprised with them going to Dominguez first. And then him just wild pitch after wild pitch after wild pitch. Um, but that's what happens with the weather. And Phillies fans, you know, when they were whining about the weather because they were down, it's like, do you not understand that Darvish has to pitch in this same thing too? The Padres have had to deal with this as well, and they're winning. You're you're just mad that they were winning at that point. For the Padres side of things, now that they lost, can't blame the weather either. Um, they... The Phillies scored more runs than the Padres did. Um, they they hit more home runs than the Padres did. Usually when you're out homer a team, you win. Game, what was it, one when Darvish was pitching, they hit two home runs, they won that game. Um, game three, did they homer in that game? Game three, they came up with more timely hits than the Padres did. I don't, I don't think they homered in game three. Let me check that. Let me double-check that. Uh, Schwarber did, yeah. They hit one home run. The Padres hit no home runs. So they won that game. And then yesterday, game four, obviously, they hit four home runs. Padres hit two. Out-homered them there. They won that game. Today, they out-homered the Padres. They hit two. Hoskins won. Harper won. Padres hit one home run in Soto for the solo home run to make it 2-1 at that point. Out-homered the Padres in every win. There you go. So, the Padres, before this NLCS, they were hitting home runs. Padres still hit home runs in this series. uh, But they caught a Phillies team that was really, really hot. This Phillies offense, man, I know the Astros offense is good. And I know the Astros' pitching is good, but this Phillies team, I I don't see them being an easy out in the World Series at all. With Bryce Harper swinging the bat the way he is and Schwarber is getting hot after struggling in the wild card and the division series and Hoskins hit, you know, I think he has five home runs or something now in the postseason. Like, this offense is freaking hot. And top to bottom, anyone can get you. They even had a Brandon Marsh home run earlier this postseason. So they obviously have the back end of the bullpen. They have the rotation. Like, they're they are going to be hard to beat whoever comes out of the AL. Astros are up three games to none in that series as we speak. So I think the Astros come out of it. But, um, yeah, it's going to be an entertaining World Series. And um, I'm glad that it's the Phillies and not the Mets, not the Braves, not the Dodgers, right? The Phillies they played, their offense came through more than the Padres offense did. Um, I mean, if you want to explain the series in like one sentence or give one reason why, I guess that's why. Because explaining it away by just saying Bob Melvin's managerial decisions, I don't think that's fair. right? The players at the end of the day, they're the ones that have to execute. Clevenger didn't get an out yesterday. Right, I can blame leaving Manaya in there on Bob Melvin, but they still, you know, Clevenger still sucked yesterday. He still gave up three runs in that first inning after the Padres' offense showed up in the first inning and gave him four runs. Right, it's going to come down to players playing better. The Phillies played better than the Padres. And to make matters worse, the Wave just lost 2-1 to one to the Portland Thorns. So their season's over as well. Cool. This is a great freaking Sunday. Damn it. Um, all right. More notes. I'm just trying to go through my notes here, see anything. I mean, home plate umpire Quinn Wolcott. Wil- Holy crap, dude. Know what a strike zone is. I mean, the pitch to Myers in the ninth inning was crap, that call. The pitch to Josh Bell earlier in the game, it was like a foot inside, called that a strike. Uh, Those are just a couple that come to mind. Um, He was not great today. And the Padres lost this series without even having Doug Eddings behind the plate. I mean, they would have had Doug Eddings tomorrow. Imagine that Blake Snow on the mound with Doug Eddings as the home plate umpire. Obviously, I'd rather have that because the series would still be here, the season would still be alive for the Padres. But that, I don't know if that would have turned out great. Um, yeah, I mean, again, keep putting your thoughts in the chat. Like, who, if you could sum up this series in one sentence, how would you sum it up? Let me know. Uh, what are your thoughts as well? Your instant thoughts on the season if you want to, or the series. I'm sure, you know, this week I'll have people on and we'll discuss the season at whole. But just really this game, um, for me, it's more tipping the cap to the Phillies, to Zach Wheeler, to David Robertson in the ninth inning for them, to uh, Alvarado, right? He didn't allow any runs, I don't think. Um, Yeah, and and tipping your cap to Harper and Hoskins again. They 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 like owned the Padres in this series, really. So it sucks. In that ninth inning, by the way, Padres they had two walks off of Robertson. Uh, I said props to Robertson. No props to Ranger Suarez. Sorry, uh, Robertson started that ninth inning, or um, yeah, Robertson started it. Ranger Suarez came on, and then. Face Grish with two outs. Grisham bunted. It was a one run game, got runners to second and third. I, I haven't found any Padres fan that didn't like that decision yet of Grisham to bunt there. He didn't get a hit in this NLCS. I will always remember Trent Grisham for the amazing wild card series that he had and the game winning home run in game two or game three back at home against the Dodgers. In the, in the Division Series, the great catch he made in Game 3 of the Wild Card Series. I'm going to remember him homing off to Grom and Scherzer. Like, thank you, Trent, for what you did. Uh, but he didn't come up at all in this series. Um, he came up in that ninth inning with the bunt to get it second and third. And then Nola, a contact guy, thought we had a chance there. Uh, but I believe he finished with one hit on this series, and that was the one against his brother. It was big in Game 2 there to, to tie the series up helped the Padres tie the series up, but he didn't come up after that. Or he didn't come through after that. He popped out to, I think it was right, to, yeah, Castellanos to end the game. Um, In that situation with Nola up at the plate, second and third, two outs, you're not going to go to anyone on your bench, right? Are you going to go to Alfaro, who hasn't picked up a bat and swung against big league pitching in a postseason game yet? You're not going to go to Luis Camposano, right? Azokar had already been used as a pinch runner. Definitely not going to him. Not you can't go to Myers. He was used earlier in the inning to replace uh Azokar in the lineup because Josh Bell was pinch ran for. So NOLA was the option there for that last out. And I knew he was going to put the ball in play. And uh he just it just didn't fall. You know? Just like Robert Suarez. I don't know if he hit his spots like perfectly but it did look like he it was in the area Nola wanted it and uh Bryce got him sucks it's kind of like what I'm just I keep thinking what this series maybe could have been I don't know if you guys are as well like what this series could have been if Manaya wasn't in there in that fifth inning and it was Garcia you know what if they didn't start Clevenger, but like, like I would have started Clevenger. That's the thing. If he's saying he's feeling well, and the Padres are saying that he feels good, like okay, he just needed to pitch better. What if? So, you know, the what if I'll say is what if Clevenger was able to get through an inning? You know, um, was there another situation in this series? Oh yeah, game game three. What if? the umpire at third base, Todd Tishner, what if he didn't strike out far there and said and say that he, he swung? That should have been ball four with first and second and no outs in that ninth inning. Maybe Sir Anthony Dominguez isn't pitching in that situation, right? I did a whole breakdown on that on YouTube. Like, what if? That's what I'm thinking right now. That situation, by the way, another terrible call today. It went in favor of the Padres, but Manny swung. And Todd Tischner said he didn't swing. It was way more clear and obvious than the Profar one. So he's the same guy that messed up the Profar call at third. He was at first base today. But just the what-ifs. The Profar what-if, the Mania clevenger what-ifs. I guess another what-if is if Hader was in there to face Harper instead of Suarez. But that's just me bringing up another what-if from maybe some fan's point of view. Like, that's not a real what-if for me. I would have went with Suarez there. Maybe you don't throw Romino the change-up to speed up his bat, but um, just it's a lot of what-ifs. It's a lot of, but it's easy to do that. It, it's easy to sit here and second-guess, and every fan base can do that. That has been eliminated this postseason. I, I know you know Yankee fans are all pissed off right now. They haven't been eliminated, but they're going to be down 3 games to none. They're probably asking themselves, well, what if Garrett Cole wasn't taken out last night with the bases loaded and nobody out? Right? What if they went to Lewisaga, their best reliever instead of their like fourth best option? You know, like what if judge that ball? What if the roof was closed in Houston and the just that judge ball is gone and the Yankees maybe win that game, you know? You could do it through every team. Every team that has been eliminated. It just it freaking sucks that the season's over, that we don't get one more day at Peco Park tomorrow to try to keep the season alive. You know? Freaking sucks. Again, it was, a su- it was a successful season. It was a disappointing end to the season, though, if that makes sense. And I'll probably do another episode on that for people that didn't catch this one. Uh, but that's, if this is a successful season, yes. It was it, you. I think you're an idiot to say that it wasn't a successful season. It's disappointing. that It's a disappointing end because you beat the Mets. Better record than the Phillies in the regular season. You beat the Dodgers. Way better record than the Phillies in the regular season. But you didn't lose, or excuse me, you didn't beat, The Phillies, who had a worse record slightly, but a worse record than you did in the regular season, right? So it's just disappointing. All right. Twitter is a real S show right now, just notifications all over the place. So sorry if I miss a piece of information about like decisions and why something was made why a certain decision happened. Uh, By the way, I do have a voicemail here. I did see this. Like, right when the game ended, someone had a voicemail. If you want the voicemail number, uh, 619-335-5770. 619-335-5770. You can leave a voicemail there, and I'll play it on the show if you want your actual, like, thoughts, not just your comment, but your thoughts on the show. That's your way to do it. Uh, this, I think his name is Jason. I'm just reading the transcript here. So I have not heard this yet, but here's what Jason had to say. This was right after the game had ended.
5: And for almost 40 years, I just seen that the Padres had
3: lost kind of a disappointment to uh, the way to end the year. Um, my question for you is what do we need to do in the off season to get back and advance to the world series and and win a world series for san diego san diego's just never won a championship and seems like they always fall a little short so that's my question for you what do we need to do all right thanks for doing the show i really
5: appreciate it just started listening to this year and i'll continue to keep listening to it go Padres. padres for next year
3: i appreciate that jason thank you very much um what do we do? What do we need to do in the offseason? I mean, that it's it just freaking sucks to be talking about this. You know, I really did not want to be talking about the offseason right now. I wanted to be talking about game six tomorrow night at Petco Park. And instead, rightfully so, here come the questions about the offseason because the season is over. Uh, my initial thoughts on the offseason. Bring back Nick Martinez because uh, he's been huge this year. Um, don't bring back Clevenger and Mania. Maybe you bring back one of them very cheap, but that's just me. Try to bring back Will to be a utility guy, and I'm not just saying this as a fan. You know, with just emotional ties. No, I think he can help this team if he's willing to take a discount. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. He had one heck of a run here to end his Padres tenure if he doesn't play another game here. Um, Personally, I don't think him striking out looking there is the way he wants to end his tenure with the Padres on a bad call. Um, And being that close, I don't know. If I I was with a team and I was that close, I'd want to come back. But, you know, money talks, so If another team offers him a lot more money, well, then he's probably going to go to that team. You know, so I'd I'd bring back Will with the right deal. I'd try to bring Drury back to be the first baseman. And you have Tatis back next year. I think that's another thing that we got to appreciate about this team, right? They did all this without one of the best players in baseball, right? During the season, especially during this postseason run, I did not want to focus on Fernando at all because he shouldn't be the focus. Uh, I wanted to appreciate the greatness of this year's team, the people that um, helped this team get to where they are right now, the the players that were going to be on the field for these postseason games. Fernando did not deserve our attention for what he did, and I'm going to remember that too, of course, you know, like, they got this close to a World Series. What there, That's another. There's another what if. What if Fernando would have been on this team? Three wins away from a World Series. What if Fernando was the shortstop? Or what if Fernando was just in the lineup, right? So looking to the offseason, you get Fernando back, um, not at the very start, but almost at the start of the season. A question is, do they put him at short? Or do they move Kim over to second? I mean, Kim's a shortstop. Do they punish Fernando and put him in the outfield for a little bit? If uh, Maybe it depends on how hot Kim is uh, right out of the gate. Do they, if you're going to have, I don't think they'll do this, but maybe this is, I mean, Preller throws around all sorts of options, all sorts of scenarios. Do you want Tatis at short? Do you move Kim to second? Put Kronoworth at first. He's played Cronoworth, or They played Crony at first in the past. I don't think they will do that. But I'm just throw, I'm just trying to be like Preller. Just throw out every humanly possible option. Um, Profar. I think he has a player option. Is he coming back? So you have Nick Martinez. You have Clevenger. You have Manaya You have Myers. Profar potentially. Um, there's probably other guys that like relievers, you know, there's other guys uh, out there. I don't know if Suarez or Garcia are on only one year deals. I think they're two years or one of them. Maybe it's Garcia. Who's on a two year. I forget which maybe it's both, but, um, maybe those guys are free agents. I'm going to take more of a deeper dive into that, you know, in the coming weeks, obviously we'll have plenty of time to do that. Unfortunately. Um, let me look up Luis Garcia's contract right now, to be honest, because I do want to know that. Yeah, two years, $7 million with the Padres. So he's going to be here for next year. So that's good. Robert Suarez. I really did not want to be looking up player contracts right now. I want to be talking about a game six, but fortunately, it's not happening. Suarez. He is also, oh, it's a player option for this coming season. Oh, man. So he might not be back. Jesus, man. He pitched so dang good in this postseason and at the end of the year that he's, he, would, he will get more than $5 million on the free agent market, no doubt. So if that's true according to SpotTrack that it's a player option, who knows if we have Robert Suarez back next year. Uh, Josh Hader, he's going to be here next year, Juan Soto's going to be here next year Uh, obviously Manny Crony, like the big guys they're going to be here next year, Musgrove, Darvish Snell, which so that's good Uh, but Suarez I guess, I just realized that, that's a question mark Uh, the DH spot don't know maybe you have Tatis DH some games if you want Kim at shortstop and he's hot Uh, but I think finding a DH, to be honest, I don't know if they're going to find a DH. I think they're going to want more of a rotational DH, kind of like this year guys that could play a position, like they have a position, but they can DH as well, just for flexibility wise, injury wise, you know, just as insurance. Um, But adding more power to this lineup, center field. My gut says that they still try to go with Grisham because they saw what he did in the postseason, and they're going to believe in that. But definitely getting some depth on that bench. They they It was not strong. Um, I don't know. you know, The catching position, Nola did play well in this postseason. It was clear he was the starting catcher. They didn't give it an at-bat to Camposano. They didn't give it an at-bat to Alfaro. So, you would think that they want him catching next year as well. Um, I don't know if Campy's going to get a real chance next year. Again, things a lot of things can change in the offseason and stuff, and we know Kriller has pulled off some really wacky moves. Uh, part of the reason that's why I love the guy so much, uh, not like personally, but, you know, as a fan. Um yeah, there there's a lot of questions to be answered. There's a lot of what ifs uh that we can throw out there for the off season like what if they acquire this player? What does it mean for this player? You know, the winter meetings coming up in December. I'll be going to that hopefully. So uh yeah, it's I love the off season or at least in years past I love the off season because of moves Preller could make and I I I love Talking hypotheticals and stuff like before the trade deadline this year, I, you know, on the radio with John and Jim when they let me go co host with them, I brought up Brandon Drury. No one had brought up Brandon Drury, but I love talking about those smaller players, you know, the cheap contracts that could fit the Padres' payroll and stuff and could help the team. No one brought up Brandon Drury weeks before the trade deadline like I did. And he comes to San Diego and he is a big part to why the Padres made the postseason. And he impacted this team during the postseason as well, obviously. You know, he had the big go-ahead hit, obviously, game two of this NLCS. Um, didn't do a whole lot in the wild card series, but he was one of the best hitters going into the postseason for the Padres. You know, obviously, one of the highlights of this year uh, was Brandon Drury's Grand Slam in the first inning of him and Soto and Bell's debut. I'm totally getting off track here. I don't even know how I even got on to talking about that, but um, yeah, it's, I love the off season, but this year, I don't know if I'll love it as much. I'll probably love it, you know, when we get into it, but right now I I don't like it because the Padres were three wins away from a place. I didn't think they were going to be able to go this year. I didn't think they were going to, in the NLCS, and so I'm grateful that we got to the NLCS. Um, again, it was a, it was a successful season, a disappointing end, and because of that disappointing end, uh, I'm disappointed to be talking about the off season and potential moves and looking up Suarez and Garcia's contract to see if they're free agents. You know, freaking sucks. All right. Let's get to the chat here. I will get to player comments. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Uh, I am way behind on the chat, so I will get there. I have no idea how long this episode's going to go, but I appreciate... Wow, this chat is loaded. So I appreciate all of the comments here. I will get to the ones that I feel like should be read or that are worth being read. Um, I'm just trying to load up the player comments, so... That they're ready to go when I want to go to them. All right, so let's go to the chat here. Yeah, this was an hour ago, so I'm way behind. Well, next year, Sleepy Potato says. Yeah, sucks to say. Uh, Brian Perez, he's a Dodger fan, it looks like, says, Sorry-ass franchise chokers, higher seed, and still lost. Dodgers always babe. What? Did you not watch the Dodger Padres series, buddy? The Padres owned the Dodgers. They won in four games. You guys won 111 games and lost to us. We're not your little brother anymore. We're not the adorable little Padres. We're here. So save it. Just save it. All right? Fact. I'll just put you in timeout. How's that? Brent says, team was great. The manager was not. I mean, it's hard for me to say Bob Melvin... I mean I guess it's fair to say he was not great like there were some decisions I have criticized in this series right I'm more mad at his decision main decision from with Manaya last night in game 4 than I am with him sticking with Suarez today like Suarez again he's one of the best relievers he, he there are so many teams that want that would want Robert Suarez in that situation you know so it's fair for you guys to have that opinion of Bob Melvin maybe costing the Padres this game, um, costing them this series. But again, I think it is ultimately up to the players on the field. Um, I'm just disappointed because, you know, they were close in multiple situations, and this series could be 3 2 right now, and instead the Padres' season is over. Talman eight five eight says, was hoping we'd pinch hit for Grish or Nola. Guess the only guys on the bench were Campy and Alfaro, maybe. Yeah. They weren't going to pinch it for Grish because I think they liked having that bunt. They were willing to sacrifice an out because the guy that come up that would come up there, what are the odds that he comes through? He hasn't had a bat in his hands in the postseason yet, this season, you know? Um, and Grish was struggling, so they'll take the out if that means that. There's going to be two guys in scoring position now and a base hit from Nola, who is a contact guy, would give the Padres the lead. So I was fine with that decision. Campion Alfaro were going to be the options. Um, but no, they they didn't have great depth on their bench. So Preller's going to look to improve that this offseason, I would think. I agree, Jordan. Hell of a playoff run. Nando 390 says Padres World Series was beating the Dodgers. I mean, I do have to say, yeah, it does kind of feel like that. I mean, you know, Wilmar is partying and us partying and us being so excited to beat the Dodgers. Yeah, you could say that it kind of was, but I don't think it was for the players. Um, I am saying it's a successful season because they did beat the Dodgers, if that makes sense. But no, I don't I don't think the players are saying, you know, we won the World Series because we beat the Dodgers, right? I think it's an accomplishment, a very big accomplishment, and that's what made the season a success. But um, there's disappointment in that clubhouse. There's disappointment in that front office. There's disappointment among the fan base, really, because it was a disappointing end. You know, they were, I think they were the favorites going into this series. And there were spots, you know, they had a 4 nothing lead yesterday, a 6-4 lead, lost. Had a lead today, lost. You know, like there were spots where this series could have flipped. But it didn't. Alex says, we had a great season, got farther than what anyone thought. We should be proud of our team. Just imagine next season when Tatis comes back. This is good. This pain will make our team want it. That's kind of like a, that's kind of what I tweeted. Um, I tweeted out the video at Talking Furs on Twitter of Musgrove, uh, might have been Soto as well, just watching the Phillies celebrate, and I was like, use this as fuel for next year. You know, use this as motivation to. You know, you know those those workouts that are tough this off season. Think about that moment that the Phillies are celebrating, and you want that, so push through it. Now use this moment as motivation and work your ass off to improve and be as best as you can be the best version of yourself going into spring training. Um, you know, if if the Padres are asking you to work on something, work your ass off at that something, um, try to be the best you can be. Uh, you were right there, three wins away. Could have been two wins if some things went your way, right? Uh, going into today. Uh, but they didn't. I do agree, Alex, though. At that, I think we had a great season, got farther than what anyone, most people thought, made A-Rod, Big Poppy, made all those Fox guys look like idiots, made Bill Plasky look like an idiot. Uh, he already is one, but made him look like a clown, you know, with his comments saying Padres Dodgers isn't a real rivalry, the little brother adorable little Padres, and then the Padres go beat them in four games. Like, it is a successful, great season, but um, being this close, it's just a disappointing end, really. It's, It's just a disappointing end. I agree, Christopher. Although I'm disappointed, I'm very proud of the team. I do hope that they build off this season. That's the thing. Like, you do really hope that they build off of this, right? because i feel like whenever a team makes it to the nlcs or the alcs or they make it far in any playoffs right the analysts or the experts going into the following season think that team's going to go far or maybe they'll take another step um, sometimes that doesn't happen the dodgers are going to try to get better too the giants are going to try to get better the mets are going to try to get better every team is going to that we, the padres had to get past are going to try to get better. So, it's not going to be easy. Um, I do hope that they build off of it, though. And I hope that Tatis comes back next year, and he was pissed off to not be a part of those Mets celebrations, the Dodgers celebration, uh, the playoff clinching celebration. I, I hope that he's pissed off that he didn't have a chance to potentially change this series. And he comes out next year, and he wins the MVP, right? Stuff like that. I, I do hope they build off of it. And, you know, they keep this foundation of great starting pitching, top top for the rotation. It would be nice to have a better 4-5 starter, as we saw, but keep that foundation of a great top of the rotation, great back end of the bullpen. If it's Suarez, then it is him. If it's not Suarez, then you go out and get that person. Um, it doesn't have to be a high-priced guy, as we saw. Suarez was not this high pri- the high priced guy, right? Frello used his scouting and went out and got him. Same thing with Garcia, right? Two years seven million. Like that's nothing. Uh but those guys were huge for the Padres. So back into the bullpen, top of the rotation, depth throughout the lineup, better bench. That's how I think you can build off of it. Yep, I agree. Box of wine here says can't wait till twenty twenty three. Yeah. Just want, it's almost like I just want this dang World Series to end. Because it is going to be painful for me. I mean, I'm a baseball fan, so I'm going to be watching the World Series anyway. But it is going to be painful for me to be sitting there, you know, watching the Phillies play. I don't hate the Phillies. Uh, Maybe some fans are going to hate the Phillies, but I don't like hate the Phillies, you know. Now, their fans, they don't have the best fans, I don't think. Uh, But it's not like their manager, it's not like they were the Mets, where I kind of hate the Mets now, um, with Buck Showalter and all that crap. It's not like they went out and accused guys of cheating, right? No, the Phillies just won. Um, They had respect for the Padres. Bryce Harper is probably my favorite player that's not on the Padres. Um, they were an underdog, too. They were in an 87-win team, and now they're in the World Series. Like, it is a cool story, too. Um, but it, it will suck still watching them because you were that close. You could be there. maybe You know, if some things worked out for you, but they didn't. Javier says, cope any way you want. You guys had a failure of a season. I'm guessing that's a Dodger fan, so... I'll just kick him out. Um, It wasn't a failure of a season. It was a failure for Dodger fans. If you are going to feel better by coming into a Padre stream, a Padre show, and saying that our season was a failure, feel free. I'll I'll kick you out because I don't need that. Um, Our season was not a failure. The Dodger season was. You guys won 111 games and lost. So your little brother, your adorable little brother, right? You lost. In four games, not even five. Didn't even bring it back to Dodgers Stadium. The Padres owned you. You know, that's a failure. The Padres, they were without Fernando Tatis Jr. They weren't supposed to beat the Mets, beat them. Weren't supposed to beat the Dodgers, beat them. And then they contended here in this NLCS. Like, that's not a failure of a season. When you haven't been into the playoffs in a full season, real season, since 2006, and you make it to the NLCS, that's a success. Sorry. Go cry more about it, Dodger fans. You're just mad that the Padres beat you still. Brent says, congrats to the Phillies. Harper was an absolute beast. Hope they take out those cheating Astro trash cans. (laughs) Uh... I, I'll probably be rooting for the Phillies, too. I mean, look, they're they're not a hateable team to me, really. Um, you can hate them because they beat the Padres, but it's not like the Dodgers where it's like, I can't stand Bruce Dark Gratterall, and I can't stand Max freaking Muncy. You know, like, I hate the Dodgers. There's no one really, I mean, Hoskins, you could say, but he's kind of like Will Myers for us. He's been in Philly for a long time, and he came through like it's a huge. It's, I'm, I'm kind of happy for him. Obviously, I wanted it for the Padres, but um, that that's not like a hateable team. So yeah, I'll probably be rooting for the Phillies. I don't like the Astros. I probably never will like the Astros, even when guy, even when the whole team, the whole 2017 team isn't there anymore, like anyone on the on that team, even if when Altuve's gone and that stuff, I still won't like them. It's just that thing about them you know i was hoping for a padres yankees world series so that the padres could you know get their revenge on 1998 i was i wasn't born then but i know my parents really wanted that and they obviously still remember that uh i wanted that revenge but hopefully you know we're gonna have to wait for that hopefully it's next year Um, I'm going to continue with the chat here. Maybe in the middle of it, I'll get to some player quotes and stuff. But I'll be going probably well past this hour. I've been on for like 55 minutes here. Irie says, I won't be mad if Trent is gone next year. That's all I'm going to say. I w- I, I, I don't I don't know how to feel about that, to be honest. Like, Trent is a great defender and center. Worst case, he can be a bench piece. I think he'd be a solid bench piece. He has the power potential. I don't think you want to give up on him as a player on the Padres. Maybe you want to go get an upgrade in center field or you you want a better center field combination with Grisham and someone else. You don't want Zokar to be the other option. Like you want an upgrade there, but I I don't know, I'm just hesitant to give up on Trent Grisham right now still. Maybe I'm an idiot, idiot for that, but maybe I'm just I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking at what he did in the wild card series and in the division series, and I'm, you know, clinging to that. Well, I guess I am. I'm, I'm hoping that Trent will come back next year, and that's what he's going to be. Is that realistic? I don't know, but I assume that he's going to work his butt off to be that starting center fielder next year for the Padres, and. Have the starting spot the entire year and not lose it. Yeah, he he really struggled in this NLCS. Did not get a hit, I believe. But man, you see that. What he did in the wild card series and what he did in the division series. We all saw that. That is, that's obviously a starting center field caliber guy right there. I don't want to give up on him, but I understand fans who do, seeing this NLCS. And seeing the whole regular season, right, and being like, well, he fell into 2020 again in the division series and the wildcard series, and he's back to the actual Trent, you know, in this NLCS. I don't know. I, I don't want to give up on him, though. Brent thinks Trent needs to go. Okay. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of fans that think Trent needs to go. And... I'm sure we'll have plenty more conversations about that in, you know, the coming days, the coming weeks, this off season. Again, it just, it just, whenever I say that, I'm sure we'll have more conversations the upcoming days or weeks just pisses me off because I don't want to be having these freaking conversations right now. You know, I want this team to still be playing. Um, Christopher says, one thing's for sure, there will be plenty of new faces next year. We have a fair amount of free agents. Yep, kind of went over that earlier. David says, bats didn't show up when needed. When we get Toddy back, hopefully that will get the bats going next season. I think it will improve the lineup, uh, but there were times where no one was hitting. Uh, Game one, no one hit. Myers got one hit, that was it, right? Today, Wheeler did a tremendous job. You know, Soto had the home run, but there wasn't really much after that. Right, it was the seventh inning. Crony got the single, and they took him out. Brent says, hopefully, Kim can take another step forward with his bat next year. Hopefully, I don't know if he's going to get consistent at-bats. We don't know the Padres' plan. Is Tatis going to be the shortstop immediately when he comes back, regardless of how well Kim's doing? I don't know. I think it'd be hard to have Tatis take over at shortstop if Kim is like playing amazing to start the season. You know, maybe you have Tatis DH then and Kim is still in the lineup. I don't know. Again, that's a conversation we can continue to have. Uh, Mike says, "I think he's talking about the ninth inning here when Grisham laid down the bunt." Says from the from the perspective of Bob Melvin, "I love to pinch hit for our 180 hitter who is over 19 in the NLCS and is at the plate with the time or tying and go ahead runs, but I don't have a bench." Yeah, that's kind of what I brought up earlier. Um, okay, you want. If you were on the side that wanted Tr- Grisham to be pinch hit four, you're gonna bring up Alfaro there, who hasn't swung a bat in the postseason? Have you are you gonna bring up Camposano? Myers is already gone. Zokar's already used, right? So Grisham was the guy, he laid down the bunt, did his job. That's better than a non productive out, right? He moved the runners over and Nola just popped out. Irie says, when it comes to Kim, you either make him an everyday starter or you trade him. He's too valuable to the bench. That's if Fernando is going to be stubborn about shortstop. I don't think Fernando is going to be stubborn about shortstop. I think he's going to want to play short. But if I'm using what he's done since the suspension, uh, apology, getting the surgeries, getting the second wrist surgery to get the center screw in there, uh, he's willing to be a team player because he wants to be there for his team. He knew, he knows that he's screwed up big time. So I, I don't think he's going to be stubborn about shortstop. And I would not trade Ha Sung Kim. Because we know that things can change. We know Fernando might get hurt. We know someone else might get hurt. Like It's a long season. So, no, trading Kim, I, I don't think that would... One, I don't think that's going to go over well with the fan base, and I don't think that would help the Padres. Like, what are you getting back for Ha-Sung Kim? You would get back something valuable, but is that thing more valuable really long-term to the team than Ha-Sung Kim, a guy who busts his ass all the time, a guy who plays tremendous defense, a guy who played almost every day this season, going balls to the wall, you know? I, I just don't know. Uh Dylan asked, "Hey Ben, tough loss today and tough end of the season. Are you planning on doing off-season content?" Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. This is a 24/7 uh 365 YouTube channel. Maybe not 365 because everyone has some type of off-season, but yeah, I yeah. I'm doing I'm going to be doing stuff all off-season yeah i'm gonna'm I'm, I'm gonna be trying to get uh you know guests on. they'll probably have more time, yeah, definitely off season stuff there's this is what I love. Uh, I'm not gonna stop just because there's no games being played like there's no lockout this off season. there's gonna be plenty to talk about, so don't worry about that. I hope you continue following along here. Uh, I appreciate everyone here for supporting on the day that the Padres' 2022 season comes to an end. Christopher says, yeah, definitely got to give Harper's flowers. He was clutch and rose to the occasion this series. He truly is a superstar. Yep, couldn't say it better myself. And again, I, I would have went with Suarez just like Mel did. Mike says bottom of the order just killed this team in the championship series. They were just nowhere to be found. Trent Grisham, uh, yeah, I mean, that was one of the positives, right? That was part of why the Padres were able to beat the Dodgers and were able to beat the Mets, was because the bottom of the order came through. You had Hassan Kim having timely hits sometimes. You had uh, Nola, right? Game three, two nothing lead against the Mets. Uh, You had him have that hit off of his brother in Game 2, right? Grisham with homers off of DeGrom and Scherzer, the great catch in Game 3, the RBI single in Game 3 against the Mets, the game-winning home run in Game 2 against the Dodgers, right? Game 3, excuse me, Uh, the first game at Petco against the Dodgers. So, yeah, you have to have your whole lineup coming through, right? The Phillies, they had pretty much their whole lineup coming through in this series. Uh, Bryson Stott came through a couple times, if I remember correctly. Uh, to get on base, right? I think he's their seven-hitter. Yeah, the top of their order did a lot of damage, did more damage, I think, um, than... um, Sorry, my friend just totally texted me uh, talking about Bryce. He's just talking a bunch of crap. Sorry. Um, What was I saying? Totally forgot what I was just saying. Uh, The lineups. It felt like, to me, the top half of the Phillies' order came through um, more than the Padres' top half of the order came through. But to me, the Phillies had the stronger lineup as a whole this series. Where the Padres had a stronger lineup as a whole during the Dodgers and Mets series, They, they didn't have that this series. So I agree pretty much with that comment, Mike. Uh, Brent, getting back to the 8th inning here, he says, to be honest, sometimes the save comes in the 8th, Ben. That's why you go hater there. I'll take my chances with someone else. Need be in the ninth against Castellanos, Boehm, Scott, uh, Stott, et cetera. Yeah, um, look, people that are going to talk about, well, the saves in the 8th inning. Bob Melvin said post-game, according to Marty Caswell, that they were going to use hater in the 8th inning. So maybe you start him in the eighth inning. I understand that argument. But, again, Suarez, he's been one of the best relievers in baseball, like, the last month. This guy doesn't give up runs. He is not allowed a run. You know, like, he's been amazing. So I was confident going to him. And Josh Hader, he... He has been comfortable pitching in that ninth inning and I know you change it in the postseason who cares people's comforts you know Ranger Suarez pitched the ninth today when he's a starter for the Phillies I understand but Suarez got Bryce Harper out earlier in this series he knows how to pitch to him Bryce Harper put a great swing on that ball it almost looked like Suarez hit his spot Harper took him deep sometimes it's a tip of the cap to Harper you know from my point of view, it's just hard for me to um, criticize Bowmel for going with arguably his best reliever in that spot. You know? Juan says Suarez Harper was not a bad call, sending Clevenger and Manaya. That is a pretty darn bad call. Yeah. I mean, I've already said this with Clevenger, whatever. I mean, he didn't get it out. He sucked. He needs to pitch better, right? I don't think he's going to return to the team. Manaya, yeah, you gave him that one inning in the fourth, and you should have had Garcia out there or someone else for the fifth, at least to start the fifth. Um, those were bad decisions. I agree, Juan. Suarez Harper, I, I don't think that was a bad call. I don't. People are going to disagree with me. We're going to have to just agree to disagree. Yeah, Brent, you're right. I don't want to blame umps, but that Myers strikeout in the ninth was like a foot off the plate. Yeah, it was not a strike. Uh, Myers definitely, he he was pissed off. Uh, he had a reason to be, that's for sure. Uh point here says, pitching Clevenger on the road in the postseason is suicide. Melvin did it twice. Uh, I mean, pitching against the Dodgers on the road when he's not locating, yeah, that's suicide. Pitching against the Phillies on the road when you're giving up meatballs to Bryce Harper, yeah, that's suicide. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I don't think Clevenger is pitching on the road. I don't think that is suicide. I think how he pitched was suicide, you know? Or him maybe pitching at all after the Dodger game. Uh, I would have, I was okay with Levenger though, going out there. Like he feels good. He worked his ass off to be healthy, uh, or not healthy, but be as good as he could be. The Padres were comfortable with him going out there. At the end of the day, he just has to pitch better. Like he owned up to it yesterday after the game said, This is one of the worst days of my life. He feels really, really bad. Uh, it's unfortunate that it happened. I don't think it was on Melvin. Clevenger needed to pitch better, or he should. I know this is hard to say, but he should have said, "You know what? Go with someone else because my knee is not going. My knee is not in good enough condition to go get outs. Go get big outs in the postseason. And what I mean by big outs is the first inning. Every out is important in the postseason." If his knee, even through all the work that he put in, even if, you know, he was having the rehab 24-7. Well, if you know deep in your heart that your knee isn't great, I know it's probably impossible or really, really hard to say if you're a professional athlete. But if you know that it's not great and you think someone else healthy would be a better option, maybe you should say that. I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to think of what could have happened. Or maybe what should have happened. Brent says, We can be mad at Bowmail, but honestly, the Phillies deserved it more. Hoskins and Harper carried that team. Manny chose a bad day for a no-show. Yeah, I mean... He did homer yesterday. I know you're talking about today. Um, Yeah, Hoskins and Harper were huge. But Manny homered yesterday. Soto homered yesterday. Soto homered today. Like, the Padres' big guys did step up at points during this series. Game two, Soto tied the game. Manny had a home run later. And for anyone that wants to sit there and be like, well, Manny hit a home run in a three-run game to make it a four-run game in game two, that's not big. Every home run is big. Every run in the postseason is big. Every run in the postseason is big, and the players don't control when they hit a home run, okay? If it's the postseason and you get a pitch to hit a home run on, he's going to hit a home run there, right? Today, they faced a darn good pitcher in Zach Wheeler, okay? He homered yesterday. Um, it's not going to work out every at-bat. It's baseball. Baseball is really effing hard. It's unfortunate that what he go today? Did he go for 3? I don't even know what he went. But so yeah, it sucks, but baseball's really hard and Manny I think should be the Major League Baseball or the National League MVP. Um but he's probably not going to win it. They're probably going to give it to like Paul Goldschmidt. Which he played really really well too. I just uh I'd give it to Manny. With what he did this year, um, fighting through the injury, you going into the year without Tatis. You knew that you'd have to carry this team. This was before Soto. After Hosmer was hot, you know, then he was cold. You still had to continue to carry the team, and he did that. He absolutely did that. Uh, hit over 30 home runs, played gold glove defense. I don't care about the Rawlings non-Gold Glove finalists. Did you see the play that he made by the TARP last night? Absolutely tremendous. Um, He's, a without Manny, the Padres were not in this situation. So, I'm definitely not going to, you know, be crapping on Manny. Yeah, Brent here says, tip my hat to the Phillies, but the uh Bomell poor management makes it a tougher pill to swallow. It does. Um Just kind of going back to my whole what if thing, like I said earlier, but, um, you know, I'm glad, I'm grateful that they did make it here, that they made it to the NLCS, right? They had a successful season. It just, yeah, but I agree. It's a tougher pill to swallow. Um, Because they were there. You know, they were three wins away. If some things went better for them in this series, they could be 3-2 right now heading to a game six tomorrow, right? Instead, their season's over. Nick's World says, As a Phillies fan living in Philly, Padres are a great team and organization that will be back often. Believe me, love the YouTube channel. God bless. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. See, fans opposing fans like this that, you know, can have class and they don't come in here and just, you know, crap on the other team's fans. Uh, I appreciate that. Um And I agree with what you're saying, Nick. Padres, yeah, they are a great team. Uh they're a great organization. They're going to be back. I don't know if it's the NLCS with Bob Melvin here. I don't know in what capacity in the postseason that they're going to be back, but i I definitely believe they're going to be back in the postseason next year in some capacity. I know the Dodgers are going to be tough to beat in the division, right? They're always a very good regular season team. But I think this team will be better in the regular season next year than they were this year. Uh, They are getting back one heck of a player. Kirsten says, I think this is kind of dreaming. If we can afford it, the Padres need a DeGrom in that rotation. Well, I don't I don't think they need a DeGrom in the rotation, to be honest. Um, one, that's not going to happen. I don't see that happening. And they have a really solid top of the rotation. Darvish, Snell, Musgrove. I mean, Darvish pitched some huge games this postseason, including today, by the way. He pitched really good today. Padres had a lead when he was gone, right? They still had a lead. Or they they got a lead when he left, right? Um, Musgrove obviously against the Mets. Gonna remember that start for the rest of my life. Where Buck goes out to check him, and when he's done checking him, his his spin rate goes up more because of the adrenaline, the fu and Joe Musgrove, right? Uh, and gets Nito on I think a slider, and then gets the ground ball. Pu- ha- you know, points his ear to the crowd. Uh, I'm gonna remember that forever and, you know, pitched well against the Dodgers in game four and Snell pitched well um, in some games. So they have a good rotation for next year, top of the rotation. They need to fill out the bottom of it. Uh, That's another thing for Preller. DeGrom, I I think he'll probably stay with the Mets. I I think Steve Cohen's going to do everything he can and he has a lot of things, uh, a lot of money uh, to give DeGrom. And the Mets again, they're gonna be a good team next year, I would think, too. That's also why it's painful, right? You make it to the NLCS. I know it was a year that you didn't expect to make it to the NLCS, but you freaking made it there. Right? And so it's like, well, we're here now. Might as well go get to the dang World Series, go get to the big thing, right? And that's it, it sucks that they couldn't do it because you know next year it's going to be tougher, right? Because teams are gonna know. Padres, really good team. Um, and teams are going to get better. And things might not go your way next postseason. Right? It's You, you just don't know what's going to happen next year. So if you're here, go win it. And unfortunately, they didn't. Brent? says, hopefully Soto gets moved to left field next year and puts Toddy in right. I don't see that happening. Um, maybe Soto DHs it a little bit, but again, you don't pay him all, you don't trade for, you don't trade your, all, your whole farm system to get Soto and put him at DH. You know, Profar, I thought he should have been a gold glove finalist in left field this year. I mean, a tremendous throw yesterday. Uh, I believe when Manaya was still on the mound and then Crony made a diving play. Um, Profire is a player option. If he comes back, I think he's your left fielder. I think he earned it. I mean, he was the leadoff guy for a lot of games this year. Um, I think he earned that left field spot. Maybe you put Tatis in center field if you don't want Grisham there, and you have Kim at short, but I, I think Soto's still going to be in right field. They're just going to try to work work with Soto on his defense. All right. All right. Let me get to some player comments here. I know I said I would get to them. Um I might go for 2 hours. I have no idea how long I'm going to go again. The season's over, so I know there's a lot of comments, a lot of people, you know, with their thoughts. So keep them coming. I'll continue to talk. I'll continue to um stream here. So here is Manny Machado talking to the media. Before I get to that, by the way, this episode brought to you by Gaglion Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries. Gaglionbros.com is the website. Great cheesesteaks, cheesesteak fries, garlic fries. Unfortunately, you won't be able to get them at Peco Park the rest of this year for Padres games because the season's over. Won't be able to get them for Wave games because their season ended today, I guess. I just saw um, earlier this hour they lost to the Portland Thorns, unfortunately, 2-1. to one, So just... Sucky day for San Diego sports. Um, But good seasons, great seasons for both teams. Uh, But you can get them, Gaglin and Bros, their main location on Friars Road. So Bros.com again, is the website. Great food there. I recommend you check them out if you have not already. All right, let's get to some player thoughts. Maybe Bob Melvin, don't know. Uh, But here's Manny Machado after the game on the season. All right, hang on. So, this volume's really low. I mean, on my device, it's all the way up, but Manny's just speaking really low. So, can't really hear it. So, let me see if they added anything. Yeah, his comments don't even sound good on the other video that they put out. Uh, Here's Austin Nola. I don't think
0: frustration's the word, but it's... (laughs) Disappointing. It, it hurts. Um, I can't even put into words how hard it feels. I mean, the feeling of not getting to play anymore because you want to keep
1: playing. This is fun. I mean, big. I'm proud of you, this team, and what you guys did accomplish this year. Oh my gosh. Like I said, words can't describe it. Like, um, I haven't even got a chance to sit with my guys to talk. You know, that's 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 big. Your thoughts on the fans this year and how they supported the both the best. I mean, those San Diego fans make you want to play there. Like, do we even need an, I don't even want to off I just wanna keep playing. <laughs> That's why it hurts because it's
0: like, we wanna keep playing. Like we don't we don't want to stop. Like we, we can play every day for those people.
3: I love Austin Nola talking to the media. I mean he's always he always feels like he has time talking to the media. And those comments, man. Hadn't even had a chance to talk to like his pitchers and his guys before talking to the media. And he just wants to keep playing. This is the most games like in a row that he's caught in his career, I believe. And now that it's done, he's like, no, I want to keep playing. I want to play every day. I don't want there to be an offseason. I love that. Uh, right now, I think he's coming back as the starting catcher next year. Uh, I definitely gained more of a respect for him during this postseason, seeing him catch all of those innings and seeing him catch Every day and every game. Uh, I loved what he said there. I don't know about you guys, but I loved what he said there. Um, here's Will Myers. Oh, boy. Hopefully I don't tear up from this. Uh, Will talking to the media might be his final game that he played in a Padres uniform, and unfortunately it ended with home plate umpire Quinn Walcott screwing up a call. Um, here is Will
6: bring this back to san diego on attending like this yeah definitely uh um, yeah i think that was the biggest thing we definitely want to get this uh get this series back to san diego obviously we felt we had a real advantage there playing there but um you know it is what it is they're obviously a great team and got some big hits but uh tough way to lose it but uh proud of everybody here and um you know it is what it is it's just
1: the hotter team right now is there more that you guys could have done
6: you know, there's always things that you can look around that uh, you know we could have done different. You know, even a winning team can do that as well. Um, you know, you can look at some things here and there, but um, you know, there's never one play, there's never one situation that, that loses a game, and uh, you know, we just came up a little short right there tonight. How much did you appreciate the fan support throughout the season, especially in postseason? Yeah, it was. Um, I got nothing but great things to say about the fans in San Diego. They've been great. Um, just seeing them out there this year, in the postseason, regular season as well. Uh, it was a lot of fun to see. It was really cool to see Petco really transform and uh, become a, a great place to play. Uh, not that it wasn't before, but even even better. And uh, you know, it was really cool to see that. Kind yeah. of perspective on kind of what the season is, or just, you know, like what you guys uh, accomplished this year. Yeah, I think uh, obviously with uh, all the things that uh, kind of went on this year, with the ups and downs, some drama that went on. I uh, you know very proud of this team. I felt like we uh, you know our backs were against the wall a few times. I felt like we came out swinging, which was nice. Um, you know, one of those things, we came up a little short. There's a lot of people not expecting us to be here. So uh, we're, we're very proud of ourselves for doing this. Uh, came up a little short, but, uh, you know, that's the way the game goes sometimes. This happens to be the last time you are wearing a Padres uniform. Kind of what will your memories be looking back on it all? <coughs> Yeah, I have uh, nothing but great things to say about San Diego, the organization, the fans. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun here. Uh, I've really enjoyed my time. Um, you know, there could have been some things I've, uh, you know, played better at times. But, uh, you know, all in all, I have nothing uh, but great things to say about San Diego.
3: I love Will, too, man. Uh, He's accountable. When he doesn't play well, like he said, he just said right there, like, sometimes I wish I would have played better here. Probably could have played better a little bit, uh, which is true. Uh, But he loves the fans. Nothing but great things to say about San Diego. And um, I hope they bring him back. I hope they can bring him back for him to play in a similar role like he did this year and get another chance. But um uh, i do understand it is a business and if the padres don't want to pay him you know 7 million dollars a year or 10 million or whatever another team's willing to pay then i realize that we might have just saw wills last game with the padres i hope not though cuz i love the guy i want him to be able to win the NL pennant with the Padres. Be able to win a World Series with the Padres because he's been through it just like us, you know? Like Joe Musgrove, he's kind of like the player, the, the, the I don't know, the representative for the fans, right? Because he grew up as a Padre fan. But like for Will, he's been here recently as a Padre through all of the ups and downs of the last eight years. You know, the the rebuilds. Andy Green, Rod Barajas, Jace Tingler, Bob Melvin, uh, this Tatis suspension, Tatis coming up, you know, Ian Kinsler and Alexi Ramirez and uh, Jan Ervis Salarte and all the guys, Tyson Ross and Clayton Richard and all these guys that have come through. He was here too, right? And the Padres tried to make him the leader of the clubhouse and he didn't want to take that on. He didn't really like that. Uh, which I can understand. He's been through everything with this organization, and uh, if this was his last game with the Padres, um, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a great ending, like the little, en- the literal ending. But it was a great ending uh, as a whole because he made the postseason a full year for the first time with the Padres. Um He got to celebrate not just once, but three times, beating the Mets, beating the Dodgers. He got to go buy a bunch of fans, you know, beer and stuff uh, downtown. He got to beat the Dodgers. He slayed the Dragon, right? He didn't have a huge series, but he was on the team, and he helped slay the Dragon, you know? Um, So it sucks part of the reason. Why today sucks is because we might have seen Will's last game with the Padres. Uh, Again, I hope it's not, uh, but I'm proud of the way this year turned out for Will, right? You know, he had those couple months where he was hurt, but he came back, played really good defense at first base for the most part, and he did have an impact on this team at a point where he was the starting first baseman um, early in this playoffs. He was playing there every day, and it was Drury or Bell DHing. One of them, and the other was on the bench, right um, I don't know if we expected that when the soto trade happened that will would be playing every day. so um props to him for continuing to put in work and I hope his jo- I hope um, his time in San Diego's not done, obviously. All right, here is you, darvish about how it uh, about the season, how it feels for the season to be over
1: oh obviously it stings and it hurts um, you know but you know
4: as a team as a team we made it this far so you know as much as it stings and hurts there is a little bit of self-sense uh, of satisfaction also
1: how proud are you of what this team did accomplish this year in the way that you guys fought all season long まあ、あの、yeah,
4: I mean, we fought through the season, but I think the big part was um, you know going into New York and beating the Mets um, and also beating the Dodgers. I think that was a
1: huge constant confidence booster for us. As for your outing today, another great job battling. It looked like maybe not the fastball used as much today. Just your your thoughts on the outing today. まあ、yeah, obviously the ball was a little slick. Um you
4: know, ground was slick too, so it was kinda hard to get the grip on it. Um but uh the um OSPI stuff was working pretty well so you know, I kind of relied on that um,
1: throughout the game. And just how proud of you of the season you personally put together? is one of your best seasons ever. Incredible what you were able to do for this team. You know, I'm at the age. Um, I'm, I'm thirty-six. thirty-six years old, and um, you know, I'm at the age of you know I can go
4: anytime um and i kind of had that in my mind going through the season so maybe that worked in uh, my favor and you know having the type of season that i had
3: wow that's interesting at the end there that you said that that he's at the age now that he can go at any time like meaning retire because he's a free agent after the end of next season would he hang it up then Maybe it depends on the result of next year. Uh, but I don't think he should be hanging him up anytime soon. I mean, obviously, I don't know what he's thinking personally. Uh, again, he's, you know, 36, 37 next year. Um, so he could, late 30s. He's definitely set up financially. Uh, but that was kind of surprising. like Because there was reports a couple weeks ago that the Padres wanted to work out an extension with Darvish. so. I don't know. Maybe that's nothing. uh, but That was an interesting tidbit that he did kind of at least hint at retirement. Not that he's going to retire, but he just hinted at bringing up retirement, like knowing his age and knowing that uh, he could go. Interesting. Uh, So that's Darvish. I'll get back to more player thoughts, but I'll go back to the chat, just kind of going back and forth here because I don't want to get too behind on the chat, but I do want to hear from players. I have not heard from them yet. I'm reacting to it just like you guys are. Uh, Brent says, let's be honest, Gallo's going to be in San Diego next year. Yeah, I doubt that. I hope not. Um, Sleepy Potato wants Kim at shortstop, put Junior in the outfield. Kim was great this year, and he'll be even better next year. They might do that. Don't know. I think the offseason might help uh, decide that as well. Uh, Tupac 13, good run, Padres. I didn't think we were going to get past the Dodgers. I didn't really either, uh, but I was expecting them to be competitive with the Dodgers, like really competitive, uh, because I knew, I thought, I'll say this, I thought they could beat the Dodgers, uh, but I didn't think it was fair to expect the Padres to beat them um like fully expect because they haven't done it. They hadn't done it right and the whole year. Um but I was giving them credit and I was expecting a very competitive series. Unlike David Ortiz, who thought they were gonna get swept and A Rod who thought they were gonna get one game. Uh and a lot of other people. So yeah, I think you know being the Dodgers made this season a success. I know there was a comment earlier about the Padres being the Dodgers, and that was kind of like the Padres World Series. In terms of, like, judging if the season was was a success or not, yeah, probably. Uh, but, no, I, I think, you know, listening to the players and all that, of course they wanted more, definitely. Dylan says, I don't know if we have enough money to go after big names this offseason. I mean, Peter's... Did you see how much money they brought in in this postseason? They inflated prices. Obviously, the prices doubled from the NLCS to the NL uh, from the NLDS to the NLCS. Like they made a lot of money. They have the money to go after big names now. Three hundred million dollar contracts. I don't think you're going to see that being given out because they already have given that out to Darvish or not not Darvish. I was just thinking about Darvish because I just pulled up his quotes or his uh, interview there. But they already give big contracts to uh, Musgrove this year, Tatis already, Manny. Uh, But short-term big name, I'm not going to throw that out the window. Um, Also got to also think, you know, Soto coming back on an extension. Seidler has already said that he's open to giving Soto Or he said something to that effect, like they're not scared of a five hundred million dollar contract to Soto. So um, you got to think about that as well. So I I don't think they're gonna bring in big names long term, but they could still bring in big names short term. They definitely. I think big names might be able to, might be willing to take less or something like that. To be honest, uh, because. Those big names, maybe guys that are heading towards retirement, they want to be on a contending team. The Padres are a contending team. So if they want to take less to be on a contender, chance to win a World Series, maybe the Padres could benefit from that now, something that they couldn't do in years past. I'm just going through the chat here. Eric says, Ben, do you think Bob will learn from his mistakes to put his best pitchers in when it is postseason because Hayter didn't play the last three games of the playoffs? I mean, yeah, you could say that's a mistake, but look at the situations, right? Game three, the Padres weren't winning there, right? They were down, what, two? Yesterday's game. The Padres weren't winning there. It was like 10-5 late in the game, right? Sorry, let me turn my brightness back up. Um, And then today, Hader was warming up. He was going to go into the game, but there was no bottom of the ninth because they didn't have the lead, and Suarez gave up the home run, so he just had Suarez finish the inning because he was probably saying, why bring in Hader there if... Suarez can get the last outs anyway in that inning. And if the Padres mount a comeback, well, then Hayter can pitch the ninth. Uh, So I can see why he didn't get in the game, but it is a bad look. Uh, I'll I'll say that. I'm pretty sure I said that earlier in this episode. I've said a lot, don't remember everything I've said. So I apologize if I already did say that. Um, But yeah, I think Bob will learn from this experience, definitely. Uh, Maybe have a little more urgency. But in like the regular season and stuff, he's still gonna manage the same way. With like, he's still gonna trust his guys. Like, he's not gonna change that. I'll say that. Dan says, "Congrats to all true Padres fans. It was a tough roller coaster year. Keep the faith." I agree. Josh says, San Diego curse. I don't I don't um, subscribe to the San Diego curse notion. I don't really believe in curses. Uh, I think things happen for a reason. Things happen in this series for a reason. There were some decisions I didn't agree with. The Phillies played better than the Padres. It's not a curse. If it was a curse, the Padres would not have beat the Dodgers. Or they would have been up on the Dodgers, and the Dodgers would have come back and won the series, right? It's not a curse. I agree. Dan here says hope Tatis was watching all these moments and really rededicating himself for us and his teammates. Yeah, I think he he already has, you know, with getting the surgeries and stuff, trying to display that he wants to be a team player and help this organization out. And he's being serious about that. Uh, And yeah, hopefully he was pissed off that he wasn't a part of this this year and pissed off at his, at himself and he's never going to do that again. Uh, Kirsten says, Andrew Benintendi won't be bad for the Padres outfield. Maybe. I mean, he kind of feels like a pro-far to me. So if you already have pro-far, pro-far comes back on the player option or opts out and comes back on a different deal with the Padres, then what? there's no need for Benintendi. But again, you, you don't know how it's going to play out. So maybe. Tina says, I just hope national media can see San Diego is a sports town that supports their hometown team. I, I think they, I hope national media saw that in the NLCS and in the NLDS. I think fans nationally definitely saw that. Just listening to shows nationally and stuff, um, they bring up um, the crowd, right? They brought off the Philado- they brought up the Philadelphia crowd. They brought up the San Diego crowd. So yeah, it, it. I think the Padres, or I think the city of San Diego, definitely got the respect of national media or at least national fans around the country. If the team's going to show that they want to win, this fan base is going to come out and support. This is a good sports town. Don't get anything twisted. All right. Here is Juan Soto after the game.
1: What emotions are you feeling right now?
5: Uh, you know, it's uh, really frustrating at the beginning. At the end of the day, uh, uh you see how far we, we make it. Uh, it's pretty impressive, and uh, we should feel pretty proud of, uh, of ourselves. Uh, like a lot of people have us back home, and but we make it all the way up here. Uh, and, you know, it's it's pretty tough loss, but at the same time, we're pretty proud of what we've done this year.
1: i surprised, are you, that it ended here? I'm sure you guys were expecting Italy to get it back to San Diego.
5: You know, it's, it is what it is, man. Uh, I and mean, they have their home field advantage and we try our best. We play really good baseball, but at the end of the day, they make a great job. and We try our best to bring it back to our fans, but it is what it is. I
1: you know you said you're, you're proud of this team, but your thoughts on what you guys accomplished this year and what you can take into next year with, with a lot of this group coming back?
5: I mean, you, you can see how, 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 how good we are and how much damage we can make and even when people don't think how, far, um, how good we are. We can still believe in ourselves. and uh, We just get it done all the way up
1: here. How much would you appreciate the San Diego fans the way they welcomed you to San Diego and supported this team all the
5: way through the playoffs? I don't know. They've been great. Since I got here, it's incredible how those fans, uh, how loud they can get and how fun they can be. Uh, thanks all the fans for, for being there and for shooting sure for us. And I know you guys feel the same pain that, that we're feeling right now, but we're gonna come back next year we're more stronger and more ready to go learn about this team
1: in the three
5: months that you since you
1: came over here
5: we have a really good talented team and really young team I think that we can do a lot of damage and uh, even when we are in our best we can we can still go on good all
3: right so that's Juan Soto um, kind of spoke from the heart there about uh, you know fans and you're thanking the fans and they're going to come back hopefully stronger um getting back to the chat here christopher says ben i blame that stupid effing song that we padres fans never asked for it jinxed us yeah oh my goodness that's what's in yeah dude those guys i i hope uh they feel pretty bad right now i know that had nothing to do with the padres play or what happened in this series but it almost felt like it was like okay that happened Padres are going to lose you know those mural people bringing up that mural of the fry or the was it the San Diego chicken stomping on the the fanatic it was like really the series hasn't even started yet it's not like we had a 3-0 lead or something series hadn't even started yet and you're making a mural if you're going to make a mural, make it of Jake Cronenworth or something, you know, or Robert Suarez, something big from the Dodger series. Not trying to stomp on someone, uh, stomp on your opponent before you even played them, right? And then, you know, the song, come on. Who thought that was a good idea? Who thought a bunch of age guys saying, you know, Bryce is going to lose, Manny's going to cruise. That's what's in, like. Who thought that was a good idea? Old Older guys making a TikTok, uh, trying to rap or whatever they were doing. Who thought that was a good idea? And for KUSI to actually put that on the air, you know that the city of San Diego got like dragged for that, right? Millions of people saw the video. Millions of people saw that the second video of them going into that radio station or whatever it was to do it again millions of people saw that video and thought that wow San Diego fans seriously you guys are idiots really this is you think this is cool this is who you guys are no that's not who we are but that's what people think we are now because they saw they see that stupid song yeah it, it sucks it was almost like, well, if they lose this series to the Phillies, you know that's going to come back. I'm sure Phillies fans are having a lot of fun with that one. And by the way, I, did, I also saw that video of the Phillies fan, um, I think it was on Friday or something, talking about how Padres fans are, are fake fans and they couldn't identify Ken Caminetti out of a lineup uh, if their life depended on it or something. Give me a break. Really, save it. Uh, it's probably easier to be a Phillies fan than it is to be a Padres fan, okay? Fake fans, really. Sure, there's some people that probably jumped on the bandwagon. I'm sure there are people that were in that park tonight wearing Phillies stuff and jumped on the bandwagon when they made the postseason or when they beat the Braves, you know? That's what happened. You can't control what fans become what fans of a team, you know? The actual fans, no, we know what we're talking about. We've been through a lot. We've never won a World Series. Um, We can identify Ken Caminiti. I was not even alive when Ken Caminiti played for the Padres. I know who he is. I know he's not even alive right now. I don't even know if that Phillies fan knew that Ken Caminiti wasn't alive. He could have brought up any player and he brings up him. I, I don't get it. Uh, Pedro asks, appreciate the content. What's your offseason schedule look like, Ben? Uh, Well, I'm probably going to do player reviews coming up. Uh, I'll probably have on a guest or two this week, just talking about the Padres' season. Probably have some Padre fans on, uh, just to talk about the season and the offseason and what moves they think should be made and stuff. Um, Try to get more guests on. Uh, Winter meeting stuff. Trade rumors whenever rumors come out react to that, give thoughts on that. Uh, a, a lot of different stuff. I'm just throwing out stuff right now. Um, again, I, I wasn't hoping to be talking about the offseason tonight. I wanted to be talking about Game 6, help you know preview Game 6 a little bit, and talk about the great win for Game 5 with their backs up against the wall. Well, that didn't happen, so we're talking about it now. Uh, but yeah, I'll definitely be having offseason content. Don't worry. Irie says keep Myers two years, fourteen million. I don't know if the Padres want to give him two years. Uh, I think they probably want to give him one, to be honest. And seven million, maybe. I, I don't know. If I looked at the numbers and stuff, he's probably more like five million or less. If I'm being like completely honest, taking emotions out of it, I think that might be too much. Uh, and I think the Padres don't want him being the starting first baseman. I think they want more power out of that position. Uh, but maybe that's just me. Uh, by the way, here is uh, Joe Musgrove. I'm sure you guys are probably interested on his thoughts after this season's over. Here's Joe uh, speaking to the media after the game today. I don't know. I mean, as
0: far as... <laughs> in-depth answers right now i don't really have a whole lot it's kind of a bit of shock um you know it's at this point in the year you know everyone's in the mindset that you know you're gonna go all the way and you gotta just handle one step at a time but um it's hard man because no one wants to leave right now no one wants to go home um you know for the better part of the last seven eight nine months you know we've been going through the same routine showing up every day and even the things that, you know, at some point in the season you get a little tired of and um, worn down, you know, the things that you're going to start to miss very soon. So, um, you know, it's never easy losing, but I feel like, you know, this team was so special this year. Uh, you know, the things that we did to get to this point, the adversity that we overcame, uh, and even this series, man, I mean, we played good baseball. They just played a little better than us. Our, our bullpen bill kinda been so lights out for so long and you know the few hits that end up hurting us just come at the at the wrong time, you know. To see what happened at petco Park this year and how it just lit up. How special was that for you? Yeah, I mean it's 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 cool for me, you know, selfishly as a as a kid that grew up in San Diego. You know, you never seen the stadium like that ever in my lifetime. So um I'm very honored and, and you know, I feel really fortunate to be in San Diego at a time like this and for the fans in San Diego this is obviously a tough time everyone's upset they wanted to see us go all the way and we wanted it more than anybody but um you know they have a lot to be excited about about this team and, and what's to come for the next years
3: yeah so there's joe uh, so joe musgrove there I- i'm kind of with him like not going to get a whole lot of in-depth answers for me from where i'm sitting I- i've been talking here for almost two hours now uh some of my comments here i feel like haven't even been that in depth for me as i described earlier here in this episode when harper hit that home run i was just like joe i was just shocked kind of my jaw dropped wasn't talking um both hands over my head just like what just happened it just sucks um because there were just different spots where the Padres could be up 3-2 in this series right now. Again, I go to uh, Game 3, ninth inning there, 1st and 2nd, nobody out is what it should have been. Maybe Grish lays down a bunt like he did today, and it's 2nd and 3rd, 1 out, and you at least get uh, who, who would have been up then. It doesn't matter. It would have just been a better situation. But instead, Profar, they say that he goes, and now you have a runaround first with Grisham and Nola up. Like it just changes everything. You know? It would have been the top of the lineup up if uh, I believe if second and third one out. Um you had Nola and then okay, let's say he gets out. Well, okay, you have the top of the lineup up. You know, like things would have maybe could have been different. Um yesterday, again, Mania. You don't have him go out there for the fifth. Maybe things are different. All right, today, if hater's pitching to Harper, who knows what happens there uh but again, I would have went with Suarez, so maybe I should say, what if Suarez didn't throw that pitch there? you know, but that's I don't even think he missed his spot right so i'm I'm more focused on the what ifs from uh game three and game four, where this series could have been a lot different, but it wasn't um here is is joe still yeah so joe still here's another one from joe on what he learned from this team this season
0: just one or two steps further i don't know i mean you saw what we overcame this year some of the issues we had you know expecting to get tatis back for a long time and not having him was a big hit but the way that this team switched gears and refocused back on the task at hand and, and got ourselves here. I don't think anybody expected us to be here. It seemed like nobody wanted us here. Um, you know, but we learned a lot about, you know, what's inside in this clubhouse and, you know, the, um, you know, the desire, the passion, um, the fight that's in everybody in here. Um, it's something that a lot of people won't ever see, you know, you have an outside perspective on what you think's going on and what needs to be fixed and what needs to change, but people don't see everything that goes on in here on a daily basis. And, um, you know, I couldn't be more proud of the guys in here. Um, honored to play for Bob, things that he's, you know, shown us and, and taught us this year, um, you know, even, you know, the leadership qualities, the calmness, the, um, you know, the wisdom, all the things that he brings to the table kind of has rubbed off on us as a group. So, um i love where i'm at you know i wouldn't trade this for anything Um, it's just really hard to deal with right now no team stays intact year to year but if you could have this group back as it is right now and run it back next year how quickly would you sign on to that absolutely right now man um and that's the hardest part is some guys you know aren't going to be back next year and this was kind of our one chance as a group to do something with the guys that are in this room and it's never going to be the same it'll always be different every year they're going to lose a handful of guys add some new ones but um you know, as deep as we went into the postseason this year and, um, you know, the experience that we got with some guys that have never been here and guys that have been here before with a new group, um, you know, it's going to pay off for us down the line. I think everyone's gotten a taste of what it's like to play in October now and, um, you know, coming into spring training. I think the, the sites that you said at the beginning of spring are going to make a lot more sense to everybody now that we've been here.
3: I agree with Joe said there. Yeah. Um, seeing. If Phillies celebrate, that'll make them more pissed off. Probably it'll make them hungrier going into next year. I'm not saying that, like they weren't hungrier; they didn't want it, right? Of course, they wanted it. Uh, but maybe that provides that extra boost for them this off season, you know, during workouts or for the front office. You know, like the Padres are probably one of the hardest working front offices in baseball. At least if I'm looking at it from. Uh, at the GM's in baseball, like Preller, doesn't sleep, right? So he's going to work his butt off to improve this team. I think the players are going to work their butts off to improve themselves going into spring training. And this team should be better, at least in the regular season, on paper uh, for next year. I know that's on paper, but um, that's really all you can say going into next year is on paper because we don't know what next year's— we, we haven't seen next year's team play on the field, right? We don't even know what next year's team is going to look like fully, you know. Um, getting back to the chat here, Chad says such a wasted opportunity, such a winnable series. Some of these games were winnable, yeah. Um, Jeremiah says bottom line, offense did not come through. Yeah, at certain points they didn't, but you also do have to, tip your cap to you know Zach Wheeler for these two games that he pitched. Um Rangers swore is there in the ninth a little bit. Like they had some really good pitching. Um and they're tough. The Phillies are not a bad team. You know they're there for a reason. We were there for a reason too and it's disappointing the way it turned out, definitely. Um so that's all for the player quotes it looks like. Eric Gruppner, I did just see this tweet from Eric Gruppner here. Uh, 16 minutes ago, he just said, For those asking, Padres, coaches, and players should arrive at Petco Park tonight around 11.20 p.m. Free parking is available in the Tailgate and Lexus Premier lots if you want to set up at the corner of Tony Gwynn Drive and Trevor Hoffman Way to, to show the team your love. So if you want to go out there to Petco tonight, Padre's coming uh, around 1120. If you want to give them uh, some cheers, uh, you want to give them some some support for all of, you know this great season, all the great memories that we're going to remember for the rest of our lives, uh, you can go down there tonight. Uh, so I'll leave you with that. That update, uh, Eric Grubner also said, not the ending we wanted. And it hurts, but so much to build on for next season and beyond. Thank you, Padres fans. We are so grateful for you. Uh, you know, shout out to him. Shout out to the front office, the ownership, Peter, Mr. Seidler, for investing in this team for allowing AJ to go get Juan Soto and trade the farm system for you know the top guys in the farm system for Soto. Um, And bringing in those guys before this season started. You know. um, Shout out to Seidler for locking down Joe Musgrove this year. That happened this year. Five years, $100 million. That's something that we wanted, right? Um, There's a lot of people to thank for this great season. And yeah, this season's over. But there's a lot of moments, at least I'm going to remember. There's. A lot of moments I know you guys are going to remember. Um, and I, I, this team was a special group, you know, with the photos, the Polaroid pictures in the dugout, having to go through, you know, losing Tatis the whole year, learning of that news, and then having to go play the Nationals there, um, being the underdog going into the postseason, not expected to beat the Mets, not expected to beat the Dodgers. Right. Uh, Part of the season, you had to deal with Hosmer on the team. You know, Uh, Manny had to carry this team big time. Right. They went through a lot this year. Very talented team. I'm grateful for this team this year. I'm grateful for um, where they ended up. Like, again, I didn't think they were going to end up in the NLCS, even as a diehard Padres fan, someone who, is more positive about the Padres than most people. I don't go wave pom poms all the time. Like if something, if I didn't like a move, I'll talk about it. But I, I am, I feel like I'm more optimistic than some Padres fans. Um, but yeah, it, it was a memorable season. I appreciate everyone for tuning in here. Uh, Pedro asks, could you talk about season tickets? What are the best ones packages? Do you have to pick same seats or move around? Uh, I believe you do have a chance to move around. There's an event probably in the off season, maybe a couple. Like if you want to relocate, if you already have season tickets, uh, like if you want to relocate to a different spot. Uh, but thank you for the super chat there, Pedro. I appreciate that. I'm sure if you go look up padres.com, get in touch with a season ticket uh, rep or someone from the front office, they should be able to help you out with that. Um, but yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of, I think there's a wait list now for season tickets, actually, if you're trying to get them and you don't have them already. So good luck with that. Uh, but that just shows, you know, the Padres, right? They invested in this team. The fans, they invested back into this team. When they saw this Padres team was going to go all out, right? Getting Hader and Soto and Jury and Bell at the deadline. They invested back in this team um, and selling out all the postseason games and just bringing the great atmosphere, right? It was a great connection between the players, the front office, the ownership, the fans. Um, I'm proud to be a Padres fan. I'm proud of this team this season. So, I think that'll do it for episode 258, Talking Friars Podcast and YouTube show. I'm your host, Ben Fadden. Don't worry, I'll be back throughout the off season this week, continuing this week. Uh, disappointing end to the season, but a successful season what a ride it was a roller coaster ride definitely thank you so much for tuning in go padres keep keep the faith guys all right see ya